It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Cowboys. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Landon, the Cowboys held uh, their first OTA practice on Monday and Tuesday. It's my favorite time of the year because everybody is in the best shape uh, of their lives. Uh, Are you in the best shape of your life? Uh, yeah, according to reports, I am uh, absolutely uh, primed to have a breakout season this year. Uh, <laughs> I, I, the podcast is going to break out. I'm feeling it. I, I've never, I've never looked better. Uh, I'm healthy. I'm, I'm finally coming <laughs> off a, a long-term injury. Uh, my rehab's going well, and I'm, I'm, I'm ready to start the season. I'm going to have a big year. I, I'm, I'm thinking Pro Bowl, All Pro, all that. Good. That's that's awesome to hear. Um, we do have a lot of a lot of injury stuff to talk about today. Good injury news uh, in the, for the most part. So, uh, the Cowboys had OTA practice on Tuesday. I believe they have another one today on Wednesday. Uh, yeah. I'll have to double check. But um, they do. They do. It, it, Dak has the day off, but the team does actually have a practice today. Right. Um, let's talk about Dak Prescott, who. Was at OTAs. We saw some videos of him throwing in uh, was it seven on sevens, and I don't think he competed in the eleven on eleven period. But uh, what did you think of Dak Prescott from the little bit of video that we saw? I, I mean, I, I tweeted it out. Dak coined to the moon. Uh, I, 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 I'm, I'm buying. I'm all on the train. Um, you know, look. I mean, he he was out there. Uh, uh, you know, the reports that we've heard from different people, including Broadus and, and, and folks that were there, is that you know he. Uh, he, was, he worked his way into practice. He's looked a little bit kind of just timid at first, but was able to mm-hmm. kind of do everything and, and, and able to uh, uh, make make the throws. You know, I think it's still him working into, you know, doing some of these normal things without thinking about it. I, I actually listened to his interview afterwards, and, and a lot of it, it sounds like for him, is just kind of getting used to doing those, getting used to throwing like the, with that, with getting used to, uh, you know, the, the part where he said that he really started to feel normal again is when he started doing stuff like, uh, uh, you know, hopping on that leg and yep. landing on that leg, yep. doing reactive athleticism and then kind of, you know, just reacting to something and not thinking about, oh, I'm planning the leg, I'm planning the leg, you know, just kind of going through the most. So I, I, honestly, I think it's uh, it's a great first step with him. We're very early on in a lot of this stuff. And again, you know, mostly this is teaching. This is install. If you if you go and watch Mike McCarthy's uh, press conference, he over and over again was just harping on how these are eight 
install sessions for them. Yeah. Yep. So so the 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 need for them to be have DAC involved in eleven on elevens or any of these situations where a guy could fall down and on that leg and, 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 you know, there's people around his feet. It's just not necessary yet. Right. So right. Uh, yeah, I think for where he is right now, he looks great. Um, I think everything moving forward from here is probably more of, uh, you know, just continued rehab and, and the mentality of just not being, uh, not second guessing himself when he get, steps on that leg or when he tries to throw off that leg. So we're, um, we're approaching- that, that's all exciting. We're approaching the part of the offseason now with Dak where it's really not even going to be a question anymore, right? Like after we see Mm -hmm. him in so many of these OTAs and once we get to training camp and he's practicing, I mean, there's obviously going to be concerns about a potential re-injury or anything like that. But the fact that he's already out there practicing and moving around and throwing on the run, I just feel like we don't have to talk about it too much anymore. There's just there's not a lot more that we can dive into it, right? No, I mean, I think it's, you know, he, this is a, a landmark. He's passed it. He looks good. Yep. The next landmark is going to involve him playing in pads and that's not going to happen for a little while. So, uh, well, you know, I think that do we, even, look, do we even expect him to play in the preseason. I don't even mean the preseason. I I, I just mean practicing yeah. in pads, like, you know, on a training camp, because I think the next step is really just throwing a football from a crowded pocket. Even, yep. even if, even if those guys aren't hitting him, you know, yep. just, operating in a crowded pocket when there's feet around your feet, when, when there's not a lot of room, you know, I think that there's a, a a step, an in-between step between where we are now and him being ready to take hits. It's, it's him being able to operate while there are people around his feet and him feeling, you know, emotionally and mentally comfortable with that after, especially after such a gory injury. So that's the next step from, in my like the kind of the next level in my mind. And then after that, obviously what happens when he takes a hit, what happens when he, season opening and takes takes a scramble and gets tackled like those are the kind of final yeah. steps before it's time for games right yeah i, I agree i just, i just i'm not that concerned about it i'm really yeah, not I, like I, and actually i haven't been concerned about it much of the offseason even when the second surgery was going on it sounded like everything was still going according to plan now that we've actually seen him at practice moving around throwing i, I think i'm just not concerned at all and I think you nailed it. It's like, honestly, this is what the plan has been. And this is what we've heard from the beginning and everything has been on schedule. And I think that stability and schedulness of it yes. and hitting landmarks that's made, that's kind of put my mind at ease. And I agree. Like, it's not something that I'm actively worrying about anymore. I'm planning on full DAC, full DAC. For full 2021. DAC. Yeah. Uh, there is actually, I think, bigger injury news coming out of yesterday's OTAs than actually DAC, which seems crazy. But I want to get to that in just a second. But let me tell you guys about Built Bar, the absolute best tasting protein bar. Again, I'm still waiting on my my new shipment of Built Bars to come in. So I've been settling for other uh, other other ones. And I'm listen, I'm telling you, the other protein bars out there are just they they don't they don't measure up. Go to builtbar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKDOWN15 and you can get 15% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKDOWN15. And allow me to suggest coconut almond. I had that a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, today is also the last day that you can get the birthday cake uh, Built Bar. So make sure you guys are doing that. Again, builtbar.com, locked on 15. Uh, right, Tuesday's Landon. my birthday. Tuesday's my birthday too, Marcus. Go. So I got I, yes. I to go get this birthday uh, Built Bar. It's it white. It's, I believe it's white chocolate uh, birthday cake. It's very, very good with some sprinkles gonna, on top. You got to put uh, all those candles on top. I hopefully yeah, there you go. Hit. There you go. <laughs> um, 
Big injury news coming out of the Cowboys OTAs yesterday in a positive way. Uh, DeMonte Casey, the Cowboys safety that they signed uh, just a couple months ago, tore his Achilles late in October. And there were some concerns, Landon, that this might be a player that starts on the PUP and the Cowboys Mm -hmm. will have to navigate the first six weeks of the season without him. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, he, he was at practice yesterday, and I'm I'm not sure if he was full go, but he was participating in drills. He had a jersey on. He had a helmet. He wasn't working on the side. So how encouraging is it that DeMonte Casey might be ready to go by week one? I, I, I'll just add in that everything it's I heard, it sounded like he was a full go because even he, better. He, he was, uh, you know, the comments I heard was not only was he on the field, but he was taking the vast majority of the reps at safety, like, and that he was in there for a lot of those reps. So that's fantastic news. I mean, mm-hmm. we've spent all off season, all off season talking about safety and, and what the safety position is going to look like. Cause he's always been kind of the wild card, right? I mean, I think a lot of us weren't sure that he was going to be able to come in and, and, and play at least early on uh, at a high level. I mean, certainly, we certainly weren't expecting for him to show up on the first day of OTAs no, no, ready, no. ready to practice. You I, know? I thought maybe the last week last week or two of training camp is when we would start to see him ramp up stuff. To see him so, out there right now is incredible. So I, I think, you know, what was it like two weeks ago, I, I sent you a DM kind of, or and the, a couple other folks too, like basically talking about how I, you know, I kind of gone back and looked and see, seen when – his injury happened and then kind of was looking at some other players and, and like mm-hmm. what the, the kind of general consensus is for Achilles injuries. And it's usually a six to eighth month, six to eight month recovery time, which is if I mean, not if longer. Not, if yeah. Not longer. So it could definitely, well, I mean, look, look, six to eight months and that's like, you know, the normal recovery and then the lingering, the lingering effects. Oh yeah. Vary from player to player vastly. So uh, eight, eight months was about, Two eight months from the injury was about two weeks ago, if if, if I'm remembering my math here correctly. So, uh, and I think it's funny because you know we have when having these conversations about free safety because he's been involved, but I mean it's it's almost kind of like the idea is that it's just it's kind of nebulous. We don't even really know what we're getting out of that guy. Yeah, the fact that he's able to be out there in the first day of OTAs and, and practice. I mean, especially since like they were taking such precautions with so many of these other players. That shows you that he's pretty far along, I would imagine. I mean, I'm assuming he's probably still doing some kind of rehab. But yeah, yeah. In, the, in the first first few days of OTAs where all of these other guys are taking veteran days off, the, the fact that they don't feel the need to ramp KZ down and that fact that he got all those reps, that's incredibly encouraging. I just feel way better about K- the Cowboys' defense if KZ's out there because he's a legitimate free safety that knows how to take the ball away. I mean, he's, I exactly. think if you look at interceptions since 2017 – I think he's like first or second. I mean, it's absolutely incredible the amount of turnovers he gets. And honestly, Landon, I was just planning on not having KZ for the first half of yeah. the season. And I wouldn't be wouldn't be surprised if maybe the Cowboys thought the same thing as well when they signed him back. Was that early March? Yeah. Right. Um, the fact that he's out there is just incredible. And I guess I guess we have to plan now as that he's going to be their week one starter, right? Yeah, I mean, if he's look, and, and that's always been the thing is that a part of the reason that we you know haven't really considered him is that can we rely on the fact that he'll be there? But, but now that we can feel a little bit more confident about the fact that he could be ready to go week one, 
I mean, yeah, he's he's definitely your week one starter. He's got Without skins on the wall that none of the other players have. He's uh, you know a borderline Pro Bowl player when he's healthy. Um, you know, I, I think that's suddenly your your safety room. If Kazee is healthy and able to start week one, week one, suddenly your your, your safety room looks a lot healthier too. It does. Right? Like now you've yes. got Wilson as another guy. I think Neil does look like he is doing a full time move to linebacker from what we're talking. Which we'll about. get I'm to sure that we'll in a second because we'll I've got we'll some that out of it. Yeah. So uh, so I think you know now you're looking at a Kazee Wilson. They had curse out there a lot, which is Not interesting surprising. to say the least. Well, who uh, else do then, they have? I mean, uh, Izzy Makamu. That's I think they're they're making their. I mean, to me, all the all the talk, all the chatter, and combined with this makes me think. Okay, right now I think our four safeties are Kazee, Wilson, Curse, and Makamu. I, 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 I would, I, and we'll see what happens after cutdowns and 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 all that. I think I'm Jordan sure. Lewis. I think Jordan Lewis might play 10 snaps there a game yeah maybe yeah and so but, we'll see how yeah. that all weighs out but i think you know if kazee's healthy that man that makes me feel light years better about yes, the safety room than it did just yesterday <laughs> uh, I, I agree because he is a legitimate free safety and they haven't had one of those since Kitty i don't Hamlin. know <laughs> <Kitty> <laughs> Hamlin, 2006 i mean it's been uh, a long yeah. it's been a long time so yeah. uh that's some of the positive injury news some of the more curious injury news from yesterday landon blake jarwin uh tore his yeah. acl in week one against the los angeles rams uh and while everybody is different i think a lot of people were maybe expecting him to be ready to go uh for otas i know that's a, still a quick turnaround but uh, he was working on the side, was not doing a lot in practice. Dalton Schultz was the tight ends, uh, the team's number one tight end. Are you concerned about Dalton, or excuse me, Blake Jarwin's rehab and where he's at right now? I don't know if concerned is where I would go yet because I don't know that we know exactly where he is. Right? He's he was on he was on the cords yesterday, if I remember correctly, and so I mean that means he's probably pretty close. I will say that just kind of. In comparison to what we were just talking about with Kazee, it's it it seems a little surprising that Kazee got injured later on an Achilles injury and is back before Blake Jarwin was with an ACL. I, I, and, yeah, I think that tells me more about KZ than it does Jarwin, to be honest. I, I don't know what it tells me. I mean, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this because to me, it, it's like I wonder if this is uh you know, different body types, different, you know, recovery times. I mean, they are completely different injuries, but the fact that, you know, cause he got injured, like, uh, what was it? A month later with the, with the, almost with the, two months later. Cause he was late. Almost October. two months later, like yeah. with a, with a, with an Achilles injury. And, and it's been almost, you know, uh, 10 months since, um, since Jarwin got her injured. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not worried about it because there's still plenty of time, and there's we still have all the training camp. And on top of that, I know that Schultz is a more than competent yeah. Uh, yeah. replacement at the spot. Uh, it is just a little bit curious. So I'm gonna have to double check, but if I remember correctly, I think Jarwin actually it took him a little while to do the surgery because I think there was a lot of swelling. So I think he waited a couple weeks to get it done, and maybe that's why he's not quite on the field, even if it even if he got the surgery right away, he's nine months removed. Right. And while we have seen some guys return after nine months, there's really no rush, right? Like what they don't, they don't need, right. right? They don't need him out on the field 
in late May. They need him out on the field by September. So I think they're just going to be super careful. They can run the offense with Dalton Schultz in there. He knows this offense. I just don't yeah. think it's that big of a deal. Again, I, I just think when we're comparing KZ and Jarwin's injury, I just think I'm more encouraged about KZ. Yeah, and I, exactly. I think it speaks more about KZ than negatively on Jarwin, if that makes sense. It, the expectation on week one or two OTAs is that anybody who's in, who had been injured or has been coming off of surgery yes. likely would be slowly worked in. So it's not a negative slant on Jarwin's development that he didn't practice. It's more that it's a very positive slant Correct. on KZ's Correct. recovery, the fact that he was able to make it into practice. That's pretty it's shockingly good. All right, we've got some more uh, OTA nuggets from Dallas Cowboys camp. But before we get to them, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action on Bet Online. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoff. Head to the website or use our mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Landon, um, three little nuggets I want to get to, and I want your thoughts on all of them. We'll we'll be fairly quick. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, not at OTAs. Should we be concerned? No, I mean he was there. I mean he just wasn't practicing today. And and for okay. what I understand, he actually did practice during the closed OTA uh, practice. Yeah. What was it on Monday? So yeah, I think we're good there. Uh, he looks so, real quick. Can, can we just talk about this? I know you don't. Like, we, looks, we don't like running backs slim. here. Yeah, yeah, but he looks incredible, doesn't he? Like he looks like he's in the best shape well, I've seen him in a while. I think he's re retooling his body for a Mike McCarthy Kellamore offense, right? Like uh, I think under Jason Garrett they knew they were going to use him a ton between the tackles and he was going to have to wear down defenses. I think in an offense that's going to use three receivers or two tight ends that are flexed out a lot, he doesn't need to be 230 pounds. He needs to be quick. He needs to be able to get downhill and make one guy miss. He needs to be able to be used out of the backfield or receiver. So playing at 215, 220 makes way more sense to me. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I, it's just good to see as well. And also – the the we don't need to see Zeke in OTAs and frankly, Lando, I don't even really care if we see Zeke in training camp. I know what he can do. He showed up what 2019 without training camp and was just fine. Uh, give me all the reps for Tony Pollard. Let him continue to work as a pass, you know, blocker as a receiver. Give me those you know reps for all of those other you know UDFA running backs because I I think I know what Zeke is and what he can do. Um, next one. Uh, Nation Wright and Reggie Robinson continue to, to make plays. And I, the theme of this off off season is a steady drumbeat, right? You just want to see these guys consistently yep. have good days. Sounds like Nation Wright, a, a little up and down, obviously in some days, but he continues to, to make one or two plays during a practice that stand out. So uh, any comments on Nation Wright and Reggie Robinson? I think you said it. Drumbeat is the word, you know, I mean, we, we've, 
that's it, it's was started. I think that kind of terminology was started by uh, by Sigmund Bloom and, and those folks Sigmund, on yes. football yep. football guys. And I think it's a great way to to and it's it's kind of how I have approached a lot of my training camp evaluation is: Are you able to do this every day? You know, or at least day after day, or you know, a couple of days in a row, and then you know, are off. It's it's not the flashes; it's the steadiness. We you know, day to day, because this training camp is a grind. Anybody who's been there, you don't have to be practicing in training camp to see that it's a grind. You go yep. to it; it's exactly the same thing for three weeks straight. And so, uh, if if you're able to consistently show up, you know, in that kind of situation, you're able to consistently sh- you're. you're at least able to consistently show up in the NFL. That doesn't necessarily mean that you will, but I, I think that there couldn't be nothing but encouraging signs when you see here, Nation Wright's name mentioned, you know, two times in three OTA practices. Yeah, uh, and Robinson, you know, a guy who just moved back to corner, already making plays, and and specifically, it sounded like the one that he made uh, to for that pass deflection on the crosser route was incredible, and and you know, really kind of showed off his athleticism. So. Uh, both of these things are, are obviously really good news for the Cowboys who need cornerback depth. Um, I'm not sure how much of a battle it'll actually be because I think the Cowboys are just going to keep Nation right because they thir- they spent a third round pick on him. But the I- I'm really curious to see who has the better training camp and better preseason between Nation Wright and Reggie Robinson as basically fighting for that cornerback five spot. Right, Landon? Two really long athletic guys. Uh, I, I, I just one of the spots that I'm really, really intrigued by the last the last note that I have. And this one's really interesting to me is the Cowboys linebacker rotation yesterday at camp. So it sounds like from all reports that it was Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox. I think the Cowboys liked the idea of those two working together. And then it was Jalen Smith and Keon O'Neal. And Leighton Vanderesh and Keon O'Neal. And then when they go to their dime package, it was just Keon O'Neal. I thought the biggest takeaway here is, Landon, I don't think Dan Quinn wants to put Vanderesh and Jalen Smith on the field together at all. Like I think that's that's the one rotation I think they're gonna want to avoid. Does that make sense? Uh yeah. I mean, I I, I think that uh I think that this has been an issue with those two players since Leighton got drafted is that I, I think the problem with these two guys working together is that they're too similar. You know? They are too and similar. The games are too similar. So, uh, and, and you need that other element in your linebacking core. Well, you need speed, right? You need that yeah. You need that juice on the, the yeah. weak side spot, right? And yeah. Those guys are both athletic, but not in the way that you need a weak side linebacker to be well, athletic. Well, I, I mean, you know, they got away with it because uh, – Leighton, you know, his rookie year was just outstanding, you know, yeah. I mean, and, and, yeah. and, and it wasn't even just that he had speed, which he did, but he also had, he, he was tackling a lot better. So he would get there and he would make the play. But, but you know time. what I'm saying? Like they, they need, they need the 220 pound guy that oh, can yeah. match up against a running back doing a Texas route. And totally. And they normally not, had that guy, but they can't, right. but they, but they, but when they drafted Leighton Van Der Esch, it's like, no, now they're suddenly, you know, like two guys. And that's why it was like, well, you almost, like seeing Joe Thomas in there a little bit more because he was that guy, right. He was able to kind of do that. So I can see, you know, they kind of tried to ham fist that by, by, you know, Oh, we got these two linebackers that we want to play. But, but the problem is, is that, you know, one, neither one of them fit one of the roles that you need. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also would caution, you know, kind of separate of this. I do agree that we can get glean things from this, but again, McCarthy has said that this is an install period. 
So like a lot of this is more just trying to get people to understand what the, the fits are, what the adjustments are and that sort of thing. So it's not necessarily like, you know, a a depth chart revealing, I guess is the best way to put it. It's not, but at the same time, I think it is really interesting that the Cowboys are keeping the two rookies together. And I don't think that's just because they're rookies. I, I just think, I think Parsons and Jabril Cox just fit so well together. Like, and I think, Honestly, that's that's the reason why I'm more optimistic about the the Parsons pick is because they got Jabril Cox. Like if if they didn't grab Jabril Cox, I would have been like, okay, this still doesn't make a lot of sense. But together, those guys, I just think they fit perfectly together. Yeah, I mean, I, I like I said, I think I, I think that they certainly are trying that out. But I I I think that they are also trying out combinations a lot, like yeah. you're saying. And and I think I think that. You know, it would make sense that they don't necessarily want Leighton and Jalen on the field together because I think they should be playing the same position, basically. Yeah. Yep. Um, with Keon O'Neal playing weak side linebacker, who would you rather have as the middle linebacker between Van Der Esch and Jalen Smith? I think it depends on what what the situation is. Let's just right? say a like, first down and 10 from the 30-yard line. Uh. I mean, I still think I want Jalen. Like, I, I, I you know here's the thing my is, thing with, I, I don't think you're wrong, honestly. I, I, I mean, look, I, look, as much crap as Jalen took last year, and 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 I'm certainly not arguing that he didn't deserve it. Leighton was just as bad, and yeah, he, was. he was injured all the time. Yeah, he so was. it's not like Leighton came in from injury and played outstanding, and then got injured, and we were like, oh, like now, he now was not here, playing. Well. here's the thing I would say. I feel like. Van Der Esch probably has a better chance to get back to the Pro Bowl form that we saw in 2018 than Jalen does. I honestly don't know. I honestly think they're probably I, – I, I seriously, because I – Well, I just because, think Van Der Esch is healthier going into this year than he was last year, right? Because last year he was coming off the neck surgery, right? Yeah. So I think but I, I – I, But again, I don't think the problem is health. Like, I, I, yeah, I mean, I that's where I – that's where I'm confused, honestly, is because I don't, I can't quite put my finger on why Jalen fell off a cliff the way he did. But at the same time, Leighton has that same problem. It's just that his problems have been masked by the fact that he's been injured a lot. So there's been a lot more excuse making for for Leighton. I, I I could easily see a situation where they both come back and have great years this year because at least maybe the defense makes more sense to them, and maybe they're at least being helped and covered a lot. But yeah, as far as who is more likely than the other to come back, like. I mean, I think Leighton's – I think it's easy for us to say that Leighton's issues are injury-based, but I don't know that they all are. So this is my – not to talk about that 2018 draft again, but my problem with Van Der Esch coming into the NFL is what's his best spot? Because I don't think it's weak side linebacker because mm-hmm. I think you want a guy with a little bit more twitch and juice there. And I'm not sure it's middle because you got to be able to take on blocks, and that's really just not Van Der Esch's strength. So where is his best spot in the NFL? I mean, I think it's middle linebacker, but but I mean, you're right. He does struggle to take on blocks. I, I think there are ways to get around that. If, if you have good defensive tackles, blocks. right? If you have yeah. really good defensive tackles that can cover him up and he can just fly to the football from the middle, that's where that's where or, you're getting the best player. At least delay them so that you can get a better angle on the football and slip past the blocks to get get around them. But yeah, if if he's taking on the brunt of that full full force, I don't like it. Then he's going to struggle. So yeah, I, I guess that's my thing is that 
I could see a more one-to-one situation with with Jalen playing Mike linebacker yeah, and, and being less exposed than than Leighton Vanderesh. I'll be honest, Landon. Do you know what what I want to see at linebacker this year? I, I I'd rather just see Parsons and Neal out there. Just give me the athletes. Give me the guys that can fly to the football, and maybe you rotate in Vanderesh and Jalen, whatever guy is healthy for that week. But I, I I would rather just see the speed, honestly. I just want to see a bunch of different packages. You know, I just want yeah. <laughs> that sounds great, right? Uh, I just want to see a bunch of uh, uh, personnel packages, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, rotating in there because I, <laughs> I think that that, I'm not going to be able to get past that. I think that that, that, that is the best way to utilize these guys, right? Yeah. Is because they each kind of had individual skill sets. Let's find ways to deploy them in a manner that actually avails them of what they do best as opposed to, just trying to put Jalen and Layton out there, no matter what the situation is, and hope for the best when they get exposed in the worst parts of their game. You just you got me off track now. I, 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 I completely ruined. I, I completely that's ruined right. the podcast with my package watching. Apparently. Yeah, that's all right. Um, all right, so we've got. If we have more OTA nuggets, we'll uh, we'll get to them later in the week. We've got a special guest coming up on tomorrow's show, so make sure you guys are tuned in for that. Uh, I'm really really excited about that one. Uh, continue to follow the show on YouTube. Uh, you can download the podcast on Audacity, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Landon at McCoolBCB. You can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. We will see you guys next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.